Madison's Alternative, 106.7 The Resistance. I am joined by Cameron from Weathers. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm hanging in there, just <laughs> like everybody else. <laughs> uh, your new song, Say La Vie, is off to a great start on our station. Our listeners can rate it just as it plays, and it's getting really great scores. What's the plan for that song? You know what's actually kind of funny is we never had – a plan for that song, like kind of from the beginning. Um, We never thought that song was going to um, kind of blast off like it has. Um, It's a song that we all really liked, but it it was kind of, you know, darker, a lot more electronic. And we were kind of like, oh, we're not so sure how people are really going to receive this, but we like it. So we put it out and it turns out everyone else liked it so much. And it ended up just streaming really well and it started taking off on YouTube and we were like, Holy mother, like this is, this is awesome. You know? And, uh, we've been kind of like figuring out the plan as we like, as we go kind of. Um, and it's just been doing great on radio and thank you for, for playing it. I mean, it's just super exciting. So I guess the plan is to just kind of like see how far the song can go, you know? Um, it's just really exciting that it's got the legs that it has and we can't wait to play it live hopefully someday soon. So yeah. Do you think it's kind of ironic or fitting that say la vie is the one where you're kind of having to learn to just let the music do its thing? 1000%. Like it is what it is, you know, <laughs> such is life. Like it is pretty funny. Um, and it's funny too, cause like the inspiration from that song kind of started like as a joke, like, um, <laughs> my guitar player and I were heading to, um, a friend's house to write the song and we were going to write it together. And, um, on the way there, we were making a joke about happy pills, our, our first ever like, um, single, I guess. Well, technically our first single was, I don't want to know, but happy pills came out like directly after that and happy pills took off immediately. I mean, we were like the, we were like the brand new band only had one other song out, like no content and happy pills just like took off, you know? And we were, I, I had made the joke to my guitar player. I was like, I was like, dang, dude, did, did we peak like immediately? Like, you know, <laughs> like there was no like up for us. It was just like, boom, like right there at the top, you know? Um, and then, uh, and I made the joke. I was like, I mean, it is what it is, you know? And I, and, um, I had said like, Oh, there's a saying for that. And it's French. I think it's say la vie. And I brought that up when we were, when we arrived at our friend's house and I was like, that'd be kind of a cool title for a song. It's like say la vie, you know? Um, and so that's kind of how it started. So that is kind of it's all pretty ironic and funny (laughs) and then of course this is the song that's taking off again so it's pretty cool the lyric video came out in july and you pulled footage from previously unreleased videos how did it feel to bring those scenes to light um it felt really good so i'm like i'm a film guy um like i I say on the side but it's just as much as of a passion as music is for me um and i like to do both um so i had actually uh, I shot a short film, uh, I think I want to say in like 27, like early 2017, um, that I haven't released. Um, and there's a lot of really cool footage from it. 
and it's starring one of my best friends um, who's been in a lot of our music videos actually. And uh, we both were like, man, like there's still really cool footage from this. Um, but I just never released it. And I was like, you know, what? I'm going to throw it into uh, a lyric video that I'm making. Cause it was like, I think it was kind of the beginning of quarantine. I think when I started making this lyric video or something or like mid and we hadn't had any video content or anything, we haven't been able to shoot anything. And, and we were like, Oh shoot, we should probably make like a video for the song. And I was like, Oh man, well, uh, it's too, uh, spontaneous to like make a full video so I can maybe pull together a lyric video and just do some fun editing, you know? Um, and I ended up pulling stuff from that short film along with some old uh, music videos that we had never released either. Um, and so I just pulled a bunch of footage together from different places and then put lyrics on top of it. And it, I guess, worked out pretty fine. <laughs> Was that in any way associated with your new film series, Kids in the Night? No, no, it was not. However, um, the guy that I said was starring in the old short film, um, he is one, he's one of my best friends and he's also a, uh, a filmmaker as well. He's a really good screenplay writer. And so he and I actually co-wrote the screenplay for this uh, Kids in the Night series that we're putting out. Yeah, you have a lot in, in that. You're director, co-creator, co-writer, has Correct. that been in the works for a really long time or is that more of a COVID project? Um, I guess both. It's, um, it's an idea I've had for a really long time for like the past, like maybe three years now I've had that idea wanting to create a series that was not a, a musical where it's not like a, you know, basically one really long music video. Um, and it's not a documentary series. I wanted to do something totally different that I feel like hasn't really been done before where a band actually creates like their own, like technically this is a web series cause it'll be on YouTube, but, um, but create their own series as if it was like a Netflix series that this band created starring the band about themes surrounding the band and using their music as the soundtrack but it's so it's completely separate and we're not playing ourselves. We're playing different characters um, with different backstories, uh, but our mannerisms and how we talk and how we act is our normal selves, just with different names and different backgrounds and stuff. Um, so it's, it's pretty cool. <laughs> how does the rest of the band, I mean, even from like a director point of view, are, are they good at acting? Or are they really, should they stay to their day job? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, I had had that thought and um, I texted each band member privately before we started writing the screenplay. And I texted each of them and I was like, I need you to text me back and be as honest as you can be. S like rate yourself from a scale of one to 10 on how comfortable you think you are handling lots of lines and character and dialogue and, and all that stuff. And each band member came back with about, I think around like a seven, you know? And I was like, okay, okay. So I based the screenplay off of that. And we did so many rehearsals. And I mean, so many. Um, like we probably, we all met up at my guitar player's house, probably like, four different times 
uh, all together, us, like as us four, and ran through our uh, scene. We have one scene in this pilot um, where it's all four of us together. And uh, we ran that scene like 10 times, like on every uh, occasion that we were together rehearsing. And then I also went to each band member's house personally and ran through their personal scenes with them multiple times. So we did a ton of rehearsing. And towards the end of the rehearsal process, I have to be honest, I was not really shocked because I know my, my band members are multi-talented, you know, but um, I was, I guess, blown away by just how professional like they were and how I could tell that they've done their work. They memorized their lines and they really did well. Like they, you know, I mean, I did tell them, I was like, don't focus on like acting, like just be yourselves and then you'll be under a different name with a different backstory, but just act like yourself, you know? And I think that that really helped them come into their characters because then they didn't have to focus so much on the acting part. They just had to own the lines and just be themselves. And we already have such good chemistry as a band that like it just worked out really well. And they did such a good job and I was so just absolutely proud of them. And man, I'm just really excited for for fans to to see this. I really hope they like it cuz uh depending on how the first episode goes and if fans like it, we'll um that kind of will determine where we take the rest of the rest of the season. So yeah. Hearing you talk about it, there's a lot of parallels between I mean remembering your song, remembering your notes, remembering your lyrics and remembering your lines or yeah. like knowing how to act and also having stage presence and all of you guys working together as a band, but also as a team on the set. Um, I wonder how many other bands could do something like that. Or is it just because you're a great director? <laughs> um, let's just say I'm a fantastic director. <laughs> <laughs> then it's settled. That's settled. You guys have remained active through live streams. You're releasing new content all the time. You haven't been able to be on the road. Has that been difficult or kind of natural for you since you do so many different things? Um, it's been really hard. Um, it's been really tough. It's It's gotten to the point now where when I'm like driving in my car, listening to new mixes of new music, I start Im imagining what it would look like to play it live. And I start to get like, my heart starts to like skip a beat and I get the butterflies like in my stomach. And I start to get like, um, I start to get like really excited, you know, uh, because I just really want to play these songs live, especially these new ones that we have coming out. Um, man, I just want to, I just want to get on a stage again, you know, and it's, it has been tough not being able to tour, but it has allowed us to do so many new things like this series like finally, um, you know, like I said, I've had the idea for this series for like three years, but because of all this downtime, I'm like, you know what, might as well just do it. Just do it now. Take the time, do it right. And obviously be really safe about it. Um, and just take this time to do it, you know? And, um, so it's been, I guess a little bit of both. It's been nice to focus on other content, but the live show, uh, the Weathers live show is probably one of our strongest, um, probably one of the strongest things we have as a band. And to not be able to do that has, I think, put a dent in our operation for sure. Um, but, you know, it just pushes us to do new things. And I think that's totally okay. And um, it's still exciting in its own way. So, I saw you perform in Louisville 
back in 2019, I think. I think it was on a riverboat. Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. For that like radio show thing. Yeah. Yeah. I made a note that day that you were all very animated performers. Yes, we were. Um, It, it was a very, that was a very interesting setup because it was like you said, on a riverboat and there was not really any stage. We were just like on the floor and you guys were all sitting in chairs really close to us. (laughs) <laughs> so it wasn't the <laughs> it wasn't the ideal setting for for a show, I guess. And like, you know, it was a bunch of um, radio people, and you want to impress them. You know, we want to put a make a good impression on you guys, but we also don't want to come across like we're, you know, like trying too hard. You know. So we were like, let's just put on our show that we would normally do and just do it the best that we can. And let's not go like over the top and necessarily try to overcompensate for kind of the, the weird setting. <laughs> you know, let's just do what we do best and focus on that. And I think that it came off pretty well, I think. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was great. And yeah. I mean, there is so much awkwardness in that the ceiling was very low in that room. Mm-hmm. So yeah. every time you guys were jumping around or anything, we were like, oh, no, they're going to hit their heads. Yeah. <laughs> and wasn't then the boat was moving. Too? What? Wasn't, was I on crutches at that time, too? Oh, I, I don't remember. I had a crutch. In the back. You might have been, though. I think I did because I had sprained my ankle, I think, right before that show. And I think that – I think I was on crutches for that, if I can remember. I think I was. But, Yeah. <laughs> That was crazy. Totally Uh, crazy. The Orphan, the Poet, I think, was after you guys, and they were, Mm -hmm. like, on the tables. Yeah. They had to bend over. The ceiling was so low. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And then we found out that they were afraid of boats. (laughs) Oh, really? Oh, my gosh. Those poor guys. (laughs) Yeah, that wasn't really uh, planned well, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, you tweeted that new music is coming in 2021. Do you have any more details on that yet? Um, you know, it's funny is I actually don't exactly know what I'm allowed to say and what I'm not allowed to say. I probably should have figured that out, (laughs) but (laughs) I would say that we have a chunk, a really good chunk of new music. And I think that the fans can expect something that's not just uh, a single, you know, Uh, not just one new single after the other. There is a body of work coming. And I think, and the rest of the guys, uh, we all think that this is the best body of work that we've ever had and probably probably the best body of work we've put out yet. I think uh, we've got some new music that's just, I mean, I'm biased because it's it's literally our music, (laughs) but... I genuinely think that this music's awesome and um, it'll be coming, I would say probably mid 2021, maybe mid to like mid late, maybe. So uh, all the music is done. Recording process? No, it's all done. We are done. Yeah, everything is done. I think there's only one song that still needs to get mastered um, or it is mastered, but we just want to tweak it a little bit. Um, So it's all done and it's pretty much ready. I'm actually in the process of uh, putting the uh, order together for, for the body of work and, and which way the songs are going to come out. And um, 
yeah, it's, it's exciting. I'm really stoked. I can't wait. How hard is it to pick an order? Really hard actually, because, um, it's a lot easier for me to pick an order for set lists live. Um, because I come up with our, our live show, like set list, like order, and I'll clear it with the band and we'll kind of tweak it together once I already have like the sequence, you know, but, um, it's easier for me to put together a live show based on pacing. Cause I feel like, I feel like I like to tell a story while also, you know, keep the right kind of pacing, the right kind of songs in the, in certain places. Like I feel like I'm pretty good at that, but with an album, it's a little bit different because you're not in a live show setting. You're either, I mean, you can be anywhere. You can be sitting in your room, in your car, um, walking around and it's different. Like, I feel like there are different ways to listen to music and based on how you do it will affect kind of how it feels to you. Like for our kids in the night record, I had said that the best way to listen to that was driving in your car at night. And for this one, I'm actually not quite sure what the best way is yet to listen to it. Um, But I will have to figure that out. But yeah, it is, it is pretty hard putting an order together for sure. If you could book your own showcase with no concern for COVID, money, travel, anything, which bands or artists would you want to showcase? Oof. When you say showcase, do you mean like um, like tour with or like? However it feels. Or even if it's just one night, like one of those radio shows where it's just band after band after band after band or a festival, oh, a really cool birthday party. Whatever. <laughs> um, well, I will say that our like dream band to like open for would probably be the 1975 because we feel like we have just the exact same fan base as them. Um, so that would just be awesome. And plus, they're one of my probably one of my favorite like current bands. Um, if I could probably be in any other band, if I couldn't be in Weathers and I had to just hop in someone else's band, I'd probably choose them. <laughs> um, but Oh, man, it'd be hard. It's that's so hard. I would love to do probably Night Seventy Five, Sir Sly. Probably my guitar player loves Sir Sly a lot. Um, some old stuff too, like The Cure. I would love to throw The Cure in there. Um, New Order, Pixies. Oh shoot, um, that's a really tough question. I'm not totally sure. Well, that's a, that's a pretty bad. eclectic showcase right there. Yeah, it yeah, it will be jumping up, having a good time, and all crying at the same time. It'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> uh what social media platforms are fans most likely to actually find you guys on and not like a label or a manager um you'll you'll find us probably most mostly on instagram that's probably where we're most active um but we're i mean we're everywhere um we're on like twitter and facebook as well um we are on tiktok as well uh, we only have one thing posted, but you know, Hey, we're working on it. <laughs> um, but yeah, Instagram is our most, uh, active platform for sure. Are you addicted to TikTok yet? Um, no, I'm not. I, there's been a couple times where I've like scrolled through and been like, Oh, this is like fine. Um, whatever, but it's never lasted more than like five, 10 minutes scrolling through TikTok. Um, same thing with reels on Instagram. I like, I, I don't know. I have like a love hate relationship with social media and um, 
my my own like m- mental health is definitely affected i feel like by social media um pretty intensely so i i go back and forth between whether or not i have fun using it and then when i feel like it's an obligation you know so it's it's tough <laughs> is mental health a platform that you and your band take very seriously and like i mean do your songs try to help that that cause 1000% yes yeah we are we take mental health very very seriously especially because mental health has been a huge part of my life um pretty much all my life um not just for me but it's been me and also uh some of my family members have dealt with some stuff that's really serious and it's mental health and mental illness like both um both of those kind of categories um those things have been huge in my life and so having that come across in my music has honestly been um kind of just a natural thing like when i started the band and I, I never really went into it like, I want to write about mental health. I want this to be like a mental health message. It was kind of just natural. And it was actually the fans that took it and made it into something bigger than myself and bigger than my issues and bigger than the band and really blew the image up in a really good um, and productive way, which I think is just really awesome. And which is another reason why I love our fan base so much. I honestly genuinely believe that our fan base, which we call posers, by the way, and it's meant lightheartedly. Um, <laughs> um, uh, I genuinely believe that we have one of the best fan bases out there. It's small and it's growing, but it's, I think, one of the best. I, like they, they're super supportive. They all get it, and they've helped us, and I feel like we've helped them. It's been like a mutual relationship, which I think is really special and something I didn't expect. Um, there is a big, um, what's the word I'm trying to say? There's a big, uh, feeling of responsibility as well. Um, I feel like, you know, that saying from Spider-Man with great power comes great responsibility. (laughs) That's kind of how it feels. And it's like, we have sometimes fans that hit us up and, and sharing really personal things. And it can be hard to know how to deal with stuff the right way because you sometimes, sometimes I feel responsible for, for our fans and what they're feeling and what they're going through and how they deal with it, especially because they tell us that, you know, our music has helped them a lot. And sometimes I worry like, you know, what if it's not helping them and what if we're not doing things right? Like it's a big responsibility for sure. Um, But I think it's really special, the relationship that we have with them. And I think it's just overall, I would say it's really awesome. So. Do you have any listener platforms like for the mega fans? Uh, like, uh, um, like a special platform that, that they can be a part of. Yeah. Like some people do Patreon or, um, Discord. Well, we have, yeah, we have a discord. Yeah. Um, we have a discord and it's pretty active and our like mega fans are on there. And, um, it's been, Um, our discord has been a really interesting place. I've seen lots of really cool things, lots of fun things like, um, you know, lots of funny jokes and, you know, we've had a lot of good laughs in the discord and a lot of fans will put like their own like art in there too, which is really cool. We've made a category for, for art. And, um, 
it's also been a really good place for fans to reach out if they're struggling. And it's a super, um, it's a very helpful community and people have expressed the need for help in our discord uh, on multiple occasions. And our, the other fans on the discord have been like immediately right there to help them. And it's been so, so great. And, um, I couldn't have asked for anything better to be honest, um, from the fans. So, but yeah, our discord is probably our most, like I would say intimate form, I guess, of, of communication between us and the uh, us and them. So, yeah. We're down to my last question and it's how is your pursuit of Emma Mackey going? <laughs> oh man. Has it become that obvious? I guess I don't hide it very well. <laughs> Um, I cannot even begin to describe how in love with her I am. <laughs> you know, and it's not like an infatuation with her character on Sex Education on Netflix. It's honestly like I've seen her like in interviews and I've, and like she's said, there's just certain things that I've picked up on that she's said in interviews that I'm like, that's really different and unique and I really like that. And I feel like I, like I relate to it a lot and I feel like if we could just sit down once she, (laughs) I think, I think we'd really hit it off. And I just, I hope if I ever meet her, you know, that we at least become friends. (laughs) (laughs) If if you're out there, you know, yeah. Where I wish I could be like, turn around. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. I, yeah, she, she's great. I mean, she seems like a really cool person and really caring and, um, very talented and absolutely gorgeous. And, uh, yeah. (laughs) Have you tried tweeting at her or anything? No, I, no, I've mentioned her in like a couple of my stories, but I've never like actually directly tried to reach out to her. Cause that's just, I just, I know that that's a lost cause, you know, <laughs> there's no hope for me. Uh, you know, I'm there. I'm nowhere even, even if I, even if she did see a message from me, I like not, I'm not trying to like fish for compliments or anything, but I just feel like I'm so like, she's, she's so out of my league. I'm, like she's way up there, you know? And, and I'm, I definitely be punching above my weight for sure. Like I'm like, you know, it's not, it wouldn't I, like be. I should take her in the description of this when it's on the podcast. <laughs> you should. That'd be hilarious. That'd be so funny. Oh my gosh. This is going to become like a running joke with me now. My <laughs> failed pursuit of Emma Mackey. <laughs> you know, if the band ever like blows up, it's going to be one of these things. Like, let's say we go on like a, like a late night show like Fallon or something, I can just see it happen where he's going to like surprise me and she's going to like show up behind me, like behind the like couch. She's going to like jump out and like scare the shit out of me, you know? Yeah. And then I'm just going to be flustered and sound like a total dork, like the whole entire time. And I'm going to totally blow it, you know? Okay. <laughs> it's going to be like, uh, the black crows and, uh, Goldie Hans daughter. I forgot her name. Oh, uh, I don't know. It's going to be totally one of those like rock star actress love. <laughs> I can see it in your future. You know, I don't, I'd be too, I think I'm too insecure. Like I just would be like, she's so out of my league. Like she's, I wouldn't, I would just be terrified 
the whole time of like losing her if I ever had her. <laughs> 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 so I just don't think it would work out, you know. But yeah, hey, that's, that's I just a lot love of pressure her. on it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but you know. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for talking to me today, Cameron. Yeah, well, thank you. And thanks for spinning C'est La Vie. Um, it's, it's awesome. So thank you so much. Hopefully we'll see you in Madison in 2021. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs>